It's that time. Welcome to the Time to Man Up podcast. And here's your host, Sean Hess. Hey guys, welcome back for another episode of the Time to Man Up podcast. I just want to let you know some things that are going on. Of course, uh, working with technology is always a challenge as I try to add different segments, but uh, we are looking to expand our reach by adding a weekly sports segment. Anyone that knows me knows that I love sports, and I know there are a lot of men out there that love sports, and there are some that don't like sports. And so we're going to be adding a weekly sports segment in the next month. I'm not really sure exactly when that will happen, but make sure you're paying attention, watching for it. So we're still going to, on Tuesdays, do our regular Time to Man Up podcast where we take on issues or topics relevant to the lives of men. And then what we're going to do is have another segment where we focus on uh, things that are going on in the sports world and even may dabble into the area of fantasy sports. Now, I know there was a time in my life where I played a lot of fantasy sports. It's been a long time since then, but I know there were times when I had multiple teams. And when I'm talking multiple teams, I'm not talking two or three. I'm talking like five to seven teams uh, that I was playing in to where it almost felt like sometimes I was rooting against one of my other teams so that this team could do well because we had opposite players. Like here I had certain players and over here I had players I was going up against in this league. For you that don't play fantasy sports, you're like, I don't even get what he just said. If you play fantasy sports and you're in multiple leagues, you know exactly what I'm saying. So pay attention. We're excited about that. And we look forward to seeing as we try to expand our reach uh, into bringing more men into being part of the Time to Man Up podcast. Uh, We are excited about that. But today in the podcast, I want to touch on something, fellas, that got me fired up these last couple weeks. I mean, fired up. You can see I've got my USA shirt on. So if you're watching this, if you're listening, sorry, just trust me. I've got the USA shirt on. I love any time. I mean, any time the United States plays for something as a nation. And I'm telling you, I'll watch like sports that I usually don't even pay attention to. I'll watch it just because it's the United States. Because there's this patriotism that I love being able to watch my country play in whatever it is. But I'm not sure if any of you guys have been watching the Women's World Cup lately. Uh, I personally don't usually watch it. But I like to sometimes when it gets closer to the end to start tuning in. Kind of like I do, sorry, but with sports like the NBA. I don't watch a lot during the regular season. But when it's playoff time, I am locked in. Same way with baseball, different things. I just It's hard to find the time to sit down and just watch a game. But when playoffs come, it's a whole new level. And so when World Cup, whether men's or women's, rolls around, it piques my interest. Why? Because of my patriotism, cheering for the United States. And the women's team has had a lot of success. Guys, not so much. But it's a whole different sport over there for the men that they're competing in. But the women, they've done a really good job. 
But what brought my attention more to the Women's World Cup this year was not the abilities of the team or as a nation being excited, but the reality was it was the noise that was out there. It's kind of like when you hear a car wreck and everyone runs to see what happened. I mean, there have been times when I've been in just a little fender bender. I remember one time a car hit me from behind, only going about five miles an hour, but I was stopped at a light. And when they hit me, man, it just had this sound that makes you sick to your stomach. And you know what I'm talking about, especially if you've been in a big accident. But that was a small accident, and it was like, oh, man, I just got sick to my stomach. But it's kind of like that with this noise to the World Cup. It has brought attention to the game. Now, what you need to understand about me is this. <clears throat> I played soccer at a young age. I mean, I started young, not as young as they do now, I think, but I started young and in my city, I was part of the soccer program. The very first year we had a league, we had say soccer for the very first time. And I remember this guys, we dyed t-shirts. So everybody had to buy like a white t-shirt and it's like, y'all got together and you dyed t-shirts. Now, guys, there was a yellow team, a red team, a green team, and I can't remember. I think there what may have been a blue team. I can't remember all the teams, but my team, now check this out, fellas. My team was brown. Who picks brown? I mean, I'm like, we had to dye our white t-shirts brown. I'm just going to say it, fellas, we looked like a bunch of little turds running around on the field because when you think about, say, soccer, <clears throat> and when you're in kindergarten-ish, I think that's what I was in, kindergarten, you're running around in all these tight circles of kids just running around, and it just looked like a bunch of turds running around the field because we had those brown outfits on. So when I started soccer, there weren't all the fancy uh, uniforms. And by the time I got to high school, we were getting more of those uniforms. And so I played through say soccer. I played through high school and I played into college when I was in college. I, and maybe you've done this before if you played sports, but I decided I wanted to give back to my community. And so I went back and I ref sports. I talked about this a little bit. I believe in sports dads, but I, I ref soccer Guys, that was horrible. I, I, number one thing, I gained a lot of respect for people that ref games. And I probably got a little less lippy to the referees uh, in college just because I now understood what it was like to ref soccer. But soccer was a big part of my life. And so I pay attention when uh, Lionel Messi comes to Miami. I mean, I'm like, Watching that first game, I'm stoked about it. I'm like, this is a massive player. Him and Sergio coming to Miami. I'm like, yeah, I remember the day when Beckham came to the United States. I love to watch some soccer. I would like to see more scoring sometime. It's not like I'm like, ooh, 0-0, zero, zero. yeah. You know, I don't like the ties. Let's not, let's not have ties. Let's play till somebody wins. But when I see soccer games, that brings back my history of growing up playing soccer.
But when we think about the United States women's national team, they've made a lot of noise both off the field and on the field. The noise that got my attention the most was the refusal of many on the team to sing the national anthem and even respect it by putting their hand over their heart. Man, there is one thing that gets me riled up, and that is that. Check this picture out. You can see if you can uh, see if you're watching this. Check out this picture, and you can see how many girls on the team aren't even showing respect. As a matter of fact, if you look at their faces, many of them, there's disdain on their faces. Now, there are some, and you can see the videos out there, there are some that are singing, and it's kind of like they're quietly singing because uh, they don't want to make waves on the team, uh, but so they're quietly singing with their hand over their heart. But it made me throw up in my mouth, fellas. I mean, the one thing I love about both men's and women's World Cup, but there's just something about men singing together that is, I don't know if it's just like women do it more than guys. I mean, go to church and see how many men don't sing compared to women. It's like they don't want to like risk it or maybe they don't think their voice is good. But when you watch World Cup soccer, men, women, the national teams from other nations, they sing their national anthem. I mean, you see the pride, you see the excitement, and they are glad just to wear the uniform of their country. And that gets me excited. And yet we had a group of women where many of them looked like they were disgruntled to play for the United States. And let me just be a little straight out, open, throwing the boulder into the water. You have some options, ladies. And this doesn't just go for our ladies. This goes for men's sports, women's sports, people that take those opportunities to protest the country that they live in. Let me just tell you this. You have options. The number one option, ladies, don't play for your national team. Don't play for them. Go play somewhere else. It's a shame that we would play for a country that we don't love, that we don't care for, that we're angry at, that we show disdain at. How about this? Don't take a paycheck from them. I mean, they have been battling for this equal pay stuff. They battled more for equal pay than they did to win the stinking soccer games. I mean, I watched some of those games and I'm like, man, if it wasn't for a post against Portugal, they would have been eliminated. But these guys moved to another country. I mean, see how you like it in another country. We are blessed in the United States for all of the junk. And I'm saying we're blessed as one that's looking out at our country. And I'm saying it's a mess. The stuff that's going on, the liberalism that is out there, it's a mess. But I still feel blessed to live in the country that I live in. Now, I know this is a podcast for men. And some of you guys are like, well, why are we talking about the women's national team? And it's because this. When I was watching that game, I found myself rooting against the U.S. I found myself hoping that Portugal would beat them. 
almost to bring some humility to them because when I saw even the way, and, and I've got a video here for you to watch, and it's just the way that the United States responded even after a tie to Portugal. Now, I know we can say that, you know, well, they were going through, but check this out. I mean, we're like celebrating, we're cheering, we're, gonna, we're doing selfies with other people. And I'm like, I am sure that there are some ladies that played sports that are like, man, after a game like that, I would have gone straight to the locker room. I would have been disgruntled. And that's just the honesty of playing sports. And when we see people like laughing and celebrating and the fact that you just had three games that weren't very good. And that's the representation of our country. Where I come from, we call the Sweden game karma, right? The disrespect for the national anthem for our country, we call that karma. The anti-American sentiment that flows from some of those players is unreal. I cannot believe some of the things that those players have said and done in opposition of the country we live in. And listen, I'm not saying we have to support everything. Again, there are a lot of things in our country that I don't support. But the minute you wear the colors, the minute you take that paycheck, you have chosen to represent the United States. And guys, they were a poor representation of the United States. I mean, the reality is uh, other countries are looking at us like, really? We would die to play for our country. And these people feel entitled. Now, again, I'm not saying all of them. There are some quality individuals who love playing for the country. And I'm going to respect that. So we don't want to lump everybody into the same. But there are some people that are making the noise. And we know that the squeaky wheel gets the attention. So we look at it and we say, well, I don't agree with what our country's doing in some areas. But I don't like that one side of the equation can say and do what they want with no consequences. And yet the other side, if they say what they feel, then they are canceled the minute they stand for what they believe. And it seems like every situation, there are those two sides of which one is the popular, acceptable side. Even if it's from the minority, it's still the more accepted. And then the other side that is rejected, canceled, and whatever other word you want to use for that. But we're limited what we can say. So when I see those ladies with their hand over their heart and they're singing the national anthem, man, I would love for them to speak out against the noise. I mean, Re Megan Rapinoe, come on. Megan Rapinoe is not a representation of our country. And when, when I watched her miss a penalty kick and she's kind of got a smirk laugh on her face, I'm like, man, that was big. And I thought, I don't get that at all. But I would love for somebody to confront her, people like her on the team that are speaking. I mean, what they do is they say all of these things about they're speaking for social injustice, racial injustice. Hey, how about this? How about 
people on the team speak out for uh, tearing up their own communities, stealing from their own communities. How about some people speak against that? I mean, how much looting do we see where people can open it? We've got cities such as San Francisco and other cities that businesses have had to close down because people keep breaking in and robbing them with no consequences. Where is, uh, where is the statement being made against that? Defunding the police, tying the police hands so they can't do their job. Where are the people speaking out against that? Men, we need to take a stand in areas of our lives and we need to raise children, both boys and girls, that one day will stand up for what is right in their country. The reality is, is that this communicates the sad state of the country we live in. I love people like Carly Lloyd, who played the game and are willing to take a stand. I mean, when I watch the lack of patriotism on many of those players, it's like one minute they're just bored being there. And then when they can take their selfies and that, they get all excited. When they can make a scene, they get excited. But if it's not for a ball bouncing off the goalpost, they don't even make it into the elimination round. And then they have a chance to win it. And I'd be lying if I didn't say I was celebrating when Rapinoe missed the penalty kick. I mean, before that, those ladies were dead eyes, man. Those first few penalty kicks from both teams... They were amazing. I was like, having been one that shanked a couple penalty kicks over the goal, I was watching and I'm like, man, they are like snipers. They were amazing. And then all of a sudden, started sending them over the goalpost. And I said, I can feel that. But I'm telling you this, when I sent them over the goalpost, I didn't walk away happy, man. I was scowling and I probably was grumpy about it for a couple days. And that brings me to the idea of equal pay. I'm going to just touch on this. Because this is an area that we hear a lot of in our world today. And some of it is very warranted. Let me tell you this. Whether you are a man or a woman, if you are in the business world and you have a position of equality there, there needs to be equal pay. There needs to be equal pay with certain jobs, whether in the business world or whatever, uh, and so I support that equal pay along the way in those areas, but sports is not one of them. Sports is not one of those areas where equal pay is warranted. And here's why. Listen, I played soccer at a small college. We didn't have a football team. So basketball team was that main sport that we had. We had baseball track. We had those other sports, volleyball, but we knew that most of the money for scholarships went to basketball. Why did it go to basketball? Because they sold more tickets, had more fans in the stands, because they sold more merch, right? More people were wearing basketball shirts, T-shirts for basketball than they were for soccer or any other sport. And concessions, they sold a lot of concessions because why? There were more people in the gym. So we understood that more money came in for basketball and therefore more of that money was going to go out to basketball. We understood that. 
we never saw this as being unfair. We just saw it as it made sense. When we look at the financial numbers of the World Cup, I think the last numbers I saw were something, and I could be wrong on this, so I apologize if my numbers aren't exact on this, but I, I watched a, a video on this, and it talked about the numbers being around $400 million for the Men's World Cup to $30 million as far as bringing in money for the World Cup, that it was $400 million to $30 million. Now, it makes total sense to me that the men would get paid more. Why? Because they brought more money in. In Australia, for the present World Cup, they had to give away tickets. Now get this. They had to give away tickets to get people to fill the stands. In the women's first game against Vietnam, the first three, four rows, they were predominantly empty. And those would be the more expensive seats down by the field. And they just weren't having people in them. And so what we need to understand is it makes sense that the men in the World Cup would get paid more. It makes sense that men in the NBA get paid more. Because of the amount of fans, the amount of excitement that is brought in through the amount of money, I should say, not excitement. Uh, because you watch some girls' games, there's some competitive girls' games. But we have to understand that the money coming in through different avenues when the stadiums are full creates an opportunity to pay more because you're making more for the organization. Megan Rapinoe, what's interesting, is that she made all this noise about equal pay, and there were other women on the soccer team that did that too. But once they got theirs, it seems like they seemingly stopped the fight. Now, I'm not saying that it's not going on. I'm not really up to date on what's being done. But what I know is this. It went from being loud and in your face. We're not playing in the World Cup unless this happens to all of a sudden we got ours and now we're just going to let it go. But what about the other sports? Here's the reality. Equal pay in sports for men and women would put women's sports out of business. I mean, that's from a business sense that if you are paying women the same that you are paying men, but you're not having the fans, you're not selling the merchandise like men, all of a sudden you can't make money on it. And so these owners, they're going to close down their teams. So we need to understand that. We also need to understand this. And I know this is a men's podcast, but I also know there are some ladies that listen to this. But I don't know why we fight over this area. Men are better athletes than women. And that is not a negative statement. If you take the best male and put him against the best female athlete, the man will run faster, he will jump higher, and he will lift more weight. That's just the reality has God made our bodies. But let me tell you this. Why we need to recognize that, why that is so important is not to say, look at men's sports, they're so much better than women's sports. That's not why we need to say this. Why we need to say this, why we need to recognize this, why we need to uh, admit that this is the truth, because it is, 
We need to protect women's sports from the transgender movement. Guys, this is vital for the future of women's sports. Again, uh, Megan Rapinoe seems to be one that comes back, but she said she would not have a problem with a man or transgender, I should say. It's a man, a transgender, a man acting like a woman, trying to be like a woman. She would not have a problem with them competing in soccer with her. Guys, a mediocre male athlete in the same sport can become a star in the women's sports, right? We just watched a swimmer go from mediocre on a man's team to all of a sudden setting records in college women's swimming. Point taken, right? How about this? In 2017, the United States women national team was defeated 5-2 to two by FC Dallas. And guys, I'm not talking the adult team. I'm talking FC Dallas under-15 team. So an under-15 team beat the United States women's national team in 2017. Some of you may be aware that in, in this year, just this year, before the World Cup, the Wrexham team, owned by Ryan Reynolds and another guy, uh, they came and, and to the United States and their team was made up of former players from Wrexham, current players, and then some celebrities. Uh, but it was a guys team. And they played in this tournament. And there was a team made up of former U.S. women's national teams. And we're not talking about ladies that can't compete still. We're just talking about ladies that weren't on the present team. And these ladies got beat 12-0. to zero. They got beat 12-0. to zero. They got beat by all three teams in their group. And so what we need to understand, I believe one game was five to zero. One was seven to one. When we look at that, that is an, uh, uh, gives us an understanding that men's sports are not equal to women's sports. But why do we always make that a problem? Guys, this is not saying that men are superior and women are inferior. By no means. Listen, men compete against men. Women compete against women. And in that, we see greatness, right? I mean, what our Women's World Cup has done, our, their team over the years, has been greatness. But if you move them into the Men's World Cup, they don't even make it. They don't even make it. It's not even close. And I know that some may want to defend that they would. They wouldn't. You take the best WNBA team against the best NBA team. It's not even going to be a close game. It's just not going to be. And that does not communicate superiority. Let me tell you this. My wife is amazingly strong in some areas where I am weak. And I'm strong in some areas where she's weak. And the great thing about that is it's a compliment together. We work well together. And so I understand that I'm going to lean on her where she is strong and I struggle and vice versa. And again, just because I am the man of the house does not make me superior 
And to treat her that way, to treat my kids that way is wrong. If anything, I need to recognize that because of my role as a husband, because of my role as a father, I have a greater accountability to God. So let's get back to that national pride area. I don't agree with the way that our country is being run right now. It frustrates me. I don't get how one man can be prosecuted for crimes while another man gets away with worse crimes and makes millions and millions and millions of dollars on it. Now listen, I'm not saying the names. You know the names. You know what's going on. You know what I'm talking about. But we live in a country that turns the other way when it comes to our borders. Listen, we are not against people coming into our country. What we are for is having some organization to that so that the wrong people don't get in. And when I say wrong, I'm talking terrorists. I'm talking sex traffickers. I'm talking drug people. We do not want them getting into our country, and therefore there has to be an orderly way that that takes place. We, we live in a country that defunds our police and puts them in danger by tying their hands and keeping them from being able to do what we have hired them, what we have asked them to do and protect us. We live in a country that allows looting, drug usage with no consequences. I mean, I've watched the videos where cops are driving down the street. They see individuals dealing drugs. I watched a guy on a 10-speed pull up, bought his drugs while a cop's watching there, and they can't do anything. There's no follow-through ability for their job. And we've already done a whole segment on sex trafficking, but... We've got a bunch of crud going on in our country, guys. And even in the midst of all this being done, even with all of that said, I sing the national anthem with pride, knowing that individuals both fought for that freedom we have, and some even made the ultimate sacrifice of laying down their lives so that I could have the freedom even to do what I'm doing right now. And I am grateful to live in the United States. I don't like some things going on. I think we're headed down a bad path as a country. And if we don't recognize it soon, there are going to be severe consequences for that. But I'll tell you what, I love this country. And I support it and I sing the national anthem with everything that I have. And for those who think it's bad here. I know that people say this and people get offended by it, but I'm just telling you this. It makes sense. If you don't like it here, move. Go to another country and see how it goes. I mean, if you do not like it here, move. No one is keeping you here. Guys, I know it's time to wrap this up because we're trying to get shorter in this so that we can, in one drive, you can listen to this. So um, I'm going to wrap this all up. But here's what I know. The next election that we face will be massive for our country. Because many Americans have lost trust in the process. 
the election process is in doubt right now. And the next election will determine whether we continue to move away from God or closer to him as a country. And you can debate with me all you want on that, but it is fact, it is truth, that right now we are moving further and further away from God. And it's not just our country, it's even the church. Because many churches are now catering, giving into the ways of the world, giving approval to things like same-sex marriage, things like transgender, those are not acceptable to God. And the consequences are severe. And so when we vote in those that will lead our country, we need to think about that. But also I want to give you a certainty in this. You can look at the political climate of our country and it looks pretty bleak. But there's a certainty that is very important. So listen up on this one because this is what we're going to wrap up with. God is always in control. Even when man's sinfulness leads him in the wrong direction, God is always in control. But there is a need for us as a country, for us as individuals to return to God. And if we fail to return to God, there are going to be consequences. But at what point do we stand up for what is right rather than allowing all the noise to represent what is wrong with our country? Men, we need to invest patriotism in the next generation in hopes that we will not continue in the direction we are headed. But young men and young women will rise up and that future Women's World Cup teams will sing the national anthem like everybody else from the other nations. I mean, I watch them and they sing with pride for their country. In the same way that there is no perfect church, there is no perfect country. Because if there's no perfect church, there's definitely no perfect country. But we live in an amazing country where we are afforded privileges, freedoms that other countries don't have. And the problem is we think we deserve more rather than being grateful for what we have. Men, it's time to invest in that future generation that will put their hand over their heart and that they will sing that national anthem with gusto. That they will say the Pledge of Allegiance and recognize the role that God has played in this country. And that they will change the course of a country that's trying to push God out when the reality is, is that we are who we are because of what God has done through this country for this country. Men, it's time. It's time to start raising up our children to love God 
to love family, and to love our country and be willing to do whatever it takes to keep us on the right path. Minutes time, it's time to man up.